Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up? Welcome in to the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use code CHGO to live your bet life. When you sign up, you get two risk-free bets. Up to $2,000 with that code, CHGO. Welcome in, Adam Hogue alongside Nicholas Moriano. You know what they call this? Drip. Well, that's what Olin Cruz called. That's what you and Olin call it. Drip. I got my drip. For those of you listening on the pod, the shirts are in the CHGO. Search. I just have a regular black shirt because I have yet to get my CHGO swag. Drip, but you have the stickers. Shirt. so I, I do have the stickers. That's right. So. Yeah. I have okay. neither, but that's just <laughs> me over here. You have a sweet Bulls hat, though, that people... True? There's the camera. Why does it do that, by the way? I know what you're dealing with, like that uh, mirror image reversal oh, thing. Yeah. Why does that happen? Well, I've got the monitor turned at a certain angle, and I need to turn it more in order to keep the mic near me. Cause see, there's, no, 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 there's I'm not talking mic. even about you. Oh. I'm just in general, the software, oh, like... Learning how life works where you have to move this way when yeah, you yeah, actually like, want to... Yeah, like every... Now that we yeah, live in like this just, COVID world where we do all these remote... Yeah, run, like, it's know, always been a problem. I don't get it. You just got to figure things out, and that's yeah. just on me, really, to figure out which way to lean in here. But yes, that it's is a sweet confusing. bullet. You see gotta, red, be good. You got to go left when you need to go right and all that, <laughs> so... Anyway, welcome in. Uh, got the Sox hat on, too. Happy home opener to the Chicago White Sox. Should we say hi to Will yet, or would you want to hold off on Will? Oh, yeah, and Will's here, too. Well, Should we bring know, Will in? You didn't put him in the box. Well, I was going to bring him in, but I was talking first. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Sorry, Will. We got Lawrence in the uh, the bubble today before bubble. you. But Will DeWitt is here, too. There we go. Had a push Lawrence out glad to be here and I got the black memo to like wear black today so yeah. I am very excited go. for what's in store yeah well we got a good show for you today we got some uh, Justin Fields talk for you go figure you may have heard of him he's the quarterback of the Chicago Bears um, and then everybody's been asking for draft content we got it coming for you we are going to start a new daily segment from now until the draft where we pick our prospects pick your prospect Every day we're going to come in here. The days Olin's here, we're going to make him do it too. All right. Bring in a prospect, and we're going to break them down for you every single day. So you'll be getting three prospects that we'll break down. They can just, frankly, they're random. They're whoever we want to bring up. Guys, we like very whatever random. round. Yeah, this is very random. I'm excited. <laughs> very random. We'll just, uh, we won't even tell Olin. We'll see how he reacts. It'll be great. Uh, and a little cheat code for the business this forces us to do the work too and learn about these Very guys true. so if yeah. we're just being completely honest what's up kevin our glorious boss chiming in with a with a comment yeah a little wfh day for him just so you're aware i don't see him oh over yeah. There. yeah well it's tuesday tuesday is wfh it is it is wfh now to be fair to kevin he says that he gets three times the amount of work done on tuesday so let's give it out to him for i i believe home. it yeah i believe it absolutely believe it um Anyway, welcome in, everybody. We appreciate you jumping in, and I see the comments rolling already. 
Uh, and he says Aaron Rodgers in a Bulls cap on the pod <laughs> because <laughs> Lawrence does yeah. look like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, we've been over this before. Yeah, that's true. I like it. I like it. Aaron Rodgers wouldn't be caught dead in the Bulls cap because he's a part owner of the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, yeah. So that's going to be a fun series. And he's an idiot. So there's that. <laughs> that's <laughs> just shots fired. You know, like the it. way, although you never know. I mean, the way he jumps from girlfriend to girlfriend, maybe he'll start jumping from NBA team to NBA team. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. I wouldn't. Uh, well, the Bucks have a pretty good spot right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, let's jump into some Bears talk here. The, the um, conversation we're going to start with with Justin Fields today has to do actually with something our guy Dan Campbell said. I call him our guy. I like Dan Campbell. I like him a lot more than Matt Patricia, the last head oh, coach. Oh, for sure. Dan Campbell's just pure entertainment um, with the things he says, the amount of caffeine kneecaps. he drinks, the kneecaps he, he uh, bites and things like that. <laughs> he's an entertaining guy. Plus, he's jacked out of his mind. He is, yeah. If you can see on that picture, if you're watching on YouTube. But uh, this is what Dan Campbell had to say about elite quarterback play. Uh, you know, he was asked if you need an elite quarterback to win in the NFL. He said, no, I don't think that you need that. I think that those guys like that are obviously they're special. And they certainly can give you a better chance. But no, I don't believe you have to have one of those guys to have sustained success. Of course, I find this really funny coming from the head coach of the Detroit Lions. Yeah, who's he standing next to right there in that photo? Jared Goff. <laughs> exactly. But, like, they had, in my opinion, basically one of the top guys you could have that wasn't quite elite mm -hmm. in Matthew Stafford. Like, they had one of the best possible options you could have for a non-quote-unquote elite quarterback who had to go elsewhere to win a Super Bowl because he couldn't get it done in Detroit. So, I don't necessarily disagree with what Campbell's saying, but if that's the case, you better have everything around that non-elite quarterback be very, very good, and the Detroit Lions have failed to do that over and over and over again. Yeah, and, like, for me, like, thinking about it, I just – I automatically go to Minnesota. Like, okay, you you need an elite quarterback. If you don't have one for long-term success, like, Kirk Cousins like, the epitome of why I think the Minnesota Vikings will never take that next step up, right? Uh, he's not elite. And I think to have that long-term success, you do need some of those guys. I'm just going to read you a list of the quarterbacks. Again, these are people that have won Super Bowls, not not necessarily long-term success. But look at the guys who've won it since the year 2000, 22 years ago, which is crazy. Trent Dilfer, Tom Brady seven times, Brad Johnson, Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Flacco, Russell Wilson, Nick Foles, Patrick Mahomes, and then Matthew Stafford. Yeah. You hear that list, like, there's a couple of outliers there, like, obviously, like, a Nick Foles, a Trent Dilfer, but, like, Tom Brady's won it seven times. You yeah, have Peyton it, Manning and guys like that, so. Yeah, I think, and especially if you kind of cut it off at, like, 03. Mm -hmm. you yeah, know, true. You, you take out Dilfer, you take out Brad Johnson. Really, there's only two quarterbacks in there that, maybe three if we're going to include Stafford, but really it's Nick Foles and uh, Joe Flacco. And Joe Flacco. Like, yeah. Flacco... And Foles would be the exception to the rule. But obviously, for those guys to win, they had to have really, really mm -hmm. good teams around them, yep. which is what they had. Um, 
Real so. quick, in the chat, they're all asking. We're talking about the Lions. Like, where's Don Burr? He's our guy. He's our Lions fan in the chat every day. And guess what? He is here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was is. laughing, too, because we're there actually talking is. Lions football, and he there wasn't he here. Welcome, Don. So, yeah. Will, what's your reaction to, to uh, Dan Campbell? Before we get to the Justin Fields side of this and whether or not he needs to be elite, just your reaction to what Dan Campbell had to say. Well, first of all, I think, you know, Lawrence hit it. Like, look who he's standing next to. When you have Jared Goff, you can't say you need an elite quarterback if you're tied to someone uh, as mediocre uh, that he is. And like Nick, I was looking at previous Super Bowls since the Bears were there. That's, what, 15 ago. So 30 quarterbacks. Uh, 10 of those 30 were only one-timers. 20 of the 30 were multiple appearances. So I do think, just looking at that, you have to have an elite quarterback to have sustained success. But it depends on what we're defining as sustained success. Is it just going to the playoffs? Is it winning divisions? Or is it, you know, winning or going to a Super Bowl, which that's how I would define it in this league. And I think it's been proven uh, throughout the last 15, 20 years, like you need a dog there at the position, a top guy in order to make it. So many one and dones, like even like a Drew Brees was a one and done. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, uh, Matt Ryan, Jimmy Garoppolo so far. Like those are some really good quarterbacks and they've only been able to make it to Super Bowl one time, uh, and Cam Newton uh, is another one uh, as well. So I think you need to have a really top-tier quarterback in order to make it there consistently, as we've seen. Uh, and without it, you're lucky if you get there once, and if you do, good luck making it again. Plus, there's so many examples of even just in the Super Bowl, whether it's Rex Grossman versus Peyton Manning or it's Jimmy Garoppolo versus Patrick Mahomes. I mean, even in games that have been somewhat close, I feel like more times than not, the better quarterback wins that game. I think you could say that about most games in the NFL. You know, better quarterback play is going to give you a better chance to win. I mean, that's that, that groundbreaking news there. Um, so, you know, spinning this towards the Chicago Bears, the question being, just, does Justin Fields need to be elite? I mean, I think the the hope here is that he becomes one of those guys. History, especially for this franchise, tells you that that probably won't happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like people get yeah. people got angry at me the other day for saying this. Like those are two different things to me. It's like I feel one way about Justin Fields in that I really, really like him. I think he can be special. I think he can eventually be elite. But I've been in the city my entire life, and I know better. They're, they're not necessarily any logic there other than it's just Chicago and this yeah. is the Bears. But so, it, you know, hypothetically, let's say he doesn't get to that elite stature. Um, Maybe, you know, I think he has to be better than Mitch Trubisky to stay in Chicago long term. But let's say he's more like a Matthew Stafford type where he's he spends a decade in this city or even Jay Cutler spent nine years mm-hmm. with the Chicago Bears. Can he play if he's to that level? Can you know? Can the Bears have sustained success? So I think so. And the thing is, if if Justin Fields doesn't reach that, then you're really asking you know for this defense to really do their part, and that's that's going to be a part of the equation for how the Bears will have this long term success. But if Fields isn't that guy, then I we've seen it before where a defense can't carry you know carry a team for a consistent amount of years to where the Bears are in contention to. To do something. They do need a quarterback. We saw it with Trubisky. You know, it, once 2018 happened, then 2019. All we wanted was average quarterback play. Maybe that team would have maybe done something, but we couldn't even get that. So 
I think the question being, like, does he have to be elite? I think so. If the Bears are going to have long-term success and be, you know, in contention to win the NFC North, Fields has to be that guy. And if he is that, then you're going to see something that, honestly, like, Adam, we haven't seen in Chicago before. A quarterback that's been good, that can carry a team, add that with a defense that can create turnovers. Well, now, now they have a chance. But, Will, what do you think? Yeah, it's like I said on Twitter, it's an easy conversation <laughs> for us because I believe we're all going to be on the same page. Heck, even a quarterback to Cutler's caliber in Chicago only had, what, one playoff win? Like, mm-hmm. So you need to be better than that here in this league. And he had some really good defenses to play to get, to play with, and they still weren't able to you know, get over the hump, make it to the Super Bowl, or at least be consistently uh, you know, a force within uh, the playoffs. And, I mean, if you look throughout the last decade, too, look what happened in Denver – before and after the Peyton Manning era, right? Like they were, eh, they got Peyton Manning. They went to Super Bowls. I think they won one of the two. He retires. And now they're in QB purgatory yet again until they just got, you know, another elite quarterback in Russell Wilson. So I think they know the answer. They learned it the Mm -hmm. hard way. And the Bears would be silly to think like Justin could be average and we'll be fine. Like he has to be, you know, not just even top 10, probably like top seven, top five in this league for them to have what we're calling sustained, sustained success. People are fairly asking, um, because it's a conversation that ha- comes up all the time, kind of, it's almost cliche in sports talk these days, like, how do you define elite? You know, what does that mean? And and I get it. And so my, my answer to that always is, simply put this way, to me, the elite quarterbacks are the ones who you consistently win because of, mm-hmm. not just with. And and I mean that consistently. Like so, I would not put Matthew Stafford in that no. category. I think Stafford certainly has games where he lifts the team. He's had plenty of fourth quarter comebacks. Uh, you know, he's towards the top of the league in those over the course of his career. But I still think that um, when when you look at him, he's more of a guy that more often than not, he's a very he's not quite to that level. But you win with him a lot if you have the right pieces around him. And obviously, when the Lions did not have that, they did not win enough. Uh, with Matthew Stafford. So the guys who you consistently win because of, I think Patrick Mahomes, right? Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, um, Russell Wilson. Like those are the ones that consistently you're out there and they're lifting up the entire team mm-hmm. around them, the entire offense around them uh, with, with their play, making consistently plays after the play. So that's how I that's how I define it, and other people can define it different ways, but that's how I look at it. So right now, Justin Fields is far from that. Mm-hmm. Can he become that? I still think he can. But, you know, the other part of this, as we bring in, I think, Cutler to the conversation, is... You know, Cutler never became that guy, but they were so close in that NFC Championship that you know you can make the argument if he doesn't get hurt in that game, do they do they win that game? Mm-hmm. Do they go on to the Super Bowl if he doesn't get hurt? Um, and I think that that would have been an example of the Bears having all the pieces around him, especially having that defense to kind of get over the fact that he probably wasn't somebody that you were consistently winning because of. Uh, And a big part of that, by the way, as some people pointed out here in the comments, not turning the ball over. Because if you're turning the ball over, a lot of times you're losing because of that player, which we saw sometimes with Jay Cutler. 
Yeah, and like, but the thing is, too, a lot of these guys will make some elite. They have more than one elite trait. Like, you could put Jay Cutler in like elite trait for arm strength, but a lot of the other categories, you never hit that box. And that's why, again, the Bears kind of end up where they were. But another guy that you can add to that list of elite quarterbacks, like a Josh Allen now, right? Being probably one of the newer um, guys being added to that list. Um, but for Justin Fields, it's like, we just, we just need to see it all come together. And I think it starts, it, you, maybe it won't be as consistent this year just because the team is still not, is still not there. But we just need to see some aspects of his game that can lead you to believe, okay, there, there's something there that we can keep building off of to go into 2023. But again, to answer the question, it's like, yes, the Bears need Justin Fields to be that guy. If he is, they'll be in a much better place um, because of it. And it's multifaceted. Like, he has to be elite, but they also need to have a really good defense. They need to have playmakers around him. They're going to have to, you know, rebuild that offensive line to protect him. And obviously, if he is elite, he can always elevate the level of play of everyone on this team, but he does need a surrounding cast. He can't be the only person in here who's playing at that high level. So it's one of those where, you know, yes, is an easy answer. He needs to be elite, but there are so many other factors that are in play here for the Bears to have this long-term success. You know, that can go all the way from front office stuff, drafting and free agency, like hitting on those picks. Like there are so many variables here, but... If he's not elite, then the other one should kind of go to the wayside. So it's definitely, you know, a strong resounding yes on my side. So it, sort of related to this is that a story uh, from yesterday out of Minnesota with Kirk Cousins talking to the media. Uh, he said that he, want, he would like to retire with the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I'm sure he would love that to get a – every year get another year of guaranteed money for uh, way too much money being added on. I mean – does anybody have a better, sweeter deal right now <laughs> in the NFL? Like, oh, you know, not even making the playoffs. Coach gets fired. GM gets fired. New GM comes in, tax on another year of guaranteed money to my contract. I mean, Kirk Cousins is living a great life. Why would he ever want to go somewhere else? I get it. So that all sounds good. Um, I would be shocked if the Vikings feel the same way. At this point, unless Kirk Cousins, you know, is willing to retire like a year from now. Um, but, but um, so, hey, but um, if you're the Bears, you, you you probably wouldn't mind him retiring a Viking. Get Kirk no. Cousins twice a year for the next uh, five more years or so. I don't know. He's still pretty relatively young. He's still relatively young. And, again, like the Vikings don't have an elite quarterback. And that's why they're in the position that they are. Like, Kirk Cousins isn't that guy who's being paid. Like, he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And when you look at the Vikings, I think the best season that they had was with Keenum, right, when he was their quarterback. And they were, you know, in contention to do something there. But that's what I go to. If you don't have an elite guy, are you just are you just Minnesota then? Keep paying. You're, you're hoping and you're just hanging on to Kirk Cousins because he's your best option. But to me, in my opinion, you're not getting anywhere. You're not winning the Super Bowl with him. You're not winning the Super Bowl because of him. And so that's kind of why, going back to like the elite conversation, I, I just looked at Minnesota because if that's, if that's what Justin Fields is going to be, like in that level of quarterback play, again, the Bears aren't going to do anything either. No, they may win a division here and there, but outside of that, you're not going to reach that next step. And you know, I'm happy Kirk Cousins wants to stay in the North. We just have to kind of bide our time for Aaron Rodgers to decide to finally leave it. And then the division's wide open. 
yet again. And oddly, though, Mike Cousins has had the Bears number lately. I think they've won three of the last four against Chicago. He's thrown two or more touchdowns in the last four games, like each and every single time. So what we need to do is if he's going to be here, you have to find ways to make him have those performances that we saw now, when he first came to Minnesota, when Vic Fangio was the defensive coordinator and being able to make him play as, you know, to the low level that we know he can, if he's pressured, doesn't have a lot of time in the pocket, has to make some of those quicker decisions and just kind of rattle him and get after him. So when I look at it, you know, this makes me happy. It's just a matter of knowing, like, we do need on defense to do a better part of actually making him play like we know he can instead of him actually beating this defense because he shouldn't. All right, we got uh, – you got something else? Well, I was just going to say, like, last year at Soldier Field, like, he beat a Bears secondary that was missing, what, five? Like, yeah. most of their yeah. starters. Like, I think he's he's definitely beatable, but like you said, well, he kind of had their number in the win-loss column. But, again, I think uh, the Bears, they have their starting secondary. I think they do something differently at Monday Night Football last year, but – just want to point that out. There's Not a fair. really good comment here real quick uh, from Anish uh, that just came in about uh, what Kurt Cousins did against the Colts in 2020. Uh, 11 to 26, 113 yards, three interceptions. Mm-hmm. So if Matt Eberflus knows the answer of stopping Kurt Cousins uh, and can consistently get that, then uh, we're in really good shape. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. That's a great little nugget there from Anish. Uh, all right, draft co- content coming up, I promise. But first... Want to make sure you know that the best way to support CHGO is to download the Points Bet app. Use code CHGO when you sign up. And if you do that right now, you get two risk free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it, because if you make a $50 or more first time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, like some of these draft profiles that Will and Nick have been working on, my mailbag, 10 Bears things, all up there. If you are a member at allchgo.com, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker like this one if you are watching on YouTube right now. So that's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, email PointsBet at allchgo.com. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better. Introducing PointsBet's new feature, the live NBA same-game parlay, which would be good for these playing games coming up here. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live NBA same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets, boost those bets. So watch live, parlay live, boost live with PointsBet. And on, online sign-up is available in Illinois right now. You could download the PointsBet app, register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. It's very, very easy. So what are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Chicago sports fans, if you aren't a member of our CHGO family, what are you waiting for? Members will have access to all of our premium content from all of our great writers, like Adam said, he has a mailbag out. Will and I have been dishing out some draft profiles, so you can definitely go check that out on the Bears' side. But you still have the Bulls, Blackhawks, White Sox, Cubs, the Sky, so make sure you go check that out as well. And you also get a free T-shirt of your choice when you become a member. If you want to get the CHGO one that, that Adam's rocking, you could definitely do that or go get the, the Bears one. Definitely check that out. And you get access to the members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. And, of course, we have podcasts and live shows like this one every team, every day. So come join this amazing family that is constantly growing here at CHGO. 
And we have a new Tuesday feature for you guys from PointsBet called the Pick of the Week. Uh, now, we'll try to incorporate some football ones here Not and sure. there during the offseason, but it's a little bit tougher. Maybe figure out some ones with the draft coming up. But because it is the White Sox home opener today, uh, Nick and I discussed before the show, and we have a White Sox bet for you from points bet. Nick? Yes, and of course I, I I don't have it here, but we bet on. Do you remember it? Yeah, well you I put money. It. I put you money actually on put it. money on it, so you better remember so it. It's plus two ten for Tim Anderson to get two or plus hits, right? Two yeah. or more. Two so or more hits today against the Mariners. Plus two. two love 10. that plus money. I mean, yeah, let's go. I mean, Tim Anderson. He leads what, the way. One game is already getting three three hits, and mm-hmm. I'm like home opener. I feel like there's just going to be some energy there, and I, you know I bet money on it, so it'd be nice if it hits. So we'll see what happens. Which, yeah. So there's your little uh, your pick of the week for you on, to Tim. dive into go, Tim. from points. But use that code CHGO right here on the shirt. All right. Draft. Draft. It's coming. Everybody wants this draft content. And we are going to give you our prospects every single day. Pick your prospect. We're going to come in here with random guys, guys we like. We do the homework so you don't have to. And um, we're gonna. I'm gonna start here with a wide receiver. Um, it's kind of wide receiver week for me because you and I are gonna be recording some draft videos mm-hmm. later this week. So I'm I'm deep into the wide receivers this week, doing my homework. Here's a guy that you should know about. Alec Pierce is my prospect today, wide receiver from Cincinnati. Big guy at six three. He's long. He'll go up and get the football, and he's a local guy, Glenbard West. Yep. And that 40 time was good enough for me, a 4-4-1, 40-yard dash to go along with that size. So he's got the size and speed to be a vertical threat. A um, little bit of a limited route tree at Cincinnati, so there is there is definitely some projection here. That's probably going to scare some Bears fans away, the Kevin White <laughs> thing. You've heard about big, tall, <laughs> fast wide receivers who don't run. money for bringing up Kevin White. <laughs> I know. Like there should be a jar, a Kevin White jar. You know, in hindsight, trying to sell a wide receiver prospect probably shouldn't bring up Kevin White's name True. at all. You see what Kevin said here? Yeah. He is a Packers fan. Do not want bad decision-making. I did ask Alec Pierce at the Senior Bowl. I'm like, hey, obviously being a Glenbard West, you know, local kid, like, did you who'd you grow up rooting for? And he just looked at me, and I knew exactly what team. He's like, you know, I root for the Packers. So, yeah. But that was back then, he said. He's like, if the Bears were to get me, I'd be – you know, ecstatic because a lot of his friends are are Bears fans. But yes, that is that's the knock on you know an Alec Pierce. He grew up a Packers fan, but well, but he you know I, um, I I look. We're not talking about top ten pick here. We're talking about somebody who potentially one of the reasons why I want to bring him up is because we keep having these conversations about second rounders. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who could be available early third round, depending on how the draft board falls. So you know if. If we're sitting here on that Friday night, you know, doing our draft show here, and the Bears don't take a wide receiver with their first two picks, you know, don't freak out because if 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 Alec Pierce's name came up early in that third, I think it'd be a great pick at that value because you may have seen on that graphic we just had up, you know, there are some questions about his playing strength. Um, specifically against some press coverage. And I didn't like the fact that he declined to do the bench press at the combine. That doesn't really help answer that one question that he he kind of had. So I, I think that that's part of the reason why we're not talking about Pierce as one of the top 
wide receivers in this draft. But before we get to your guys, I mean, feel free to, Will, if you want to jump in on, on Alec Pierce, if you have any thoughts on him. Well, I'm glad that you clarified the decline bench press. I thought I just thought it was getting worse, which was like if you're getting weaker, uh, that would have been a huge red flag for me. So the fact that you meant he declined to actually partake in it makes a lot more sense. But no, I like Pierce. He's someone that, you know, like he said, if the Bears don't go wide receiver early, okay, he can be available in the third. Or if they trade back to later in the second round to get additional picks, he's still someone that they can look at later in the second. And I still think there's a lot of value uh, with him going, you know, there as well. He doesn't need to be only you know, a third round potential pick for the Bears. So I, I like it. He's someone I've been looking into as well. And I thought he did a good job of kind of explaining, you know, quickly the pros and the cons and, you know, where he'd be available, Adam. Well, uh, so I actually wrote um, on those Making the Case series. I did one of my profiles on Alec Pierce. And a guy, like, I got to see him up close at the Senior Bowl. And Christian Watson was a standout. But Alec Pierce was always number two in the wide receiver drills, running right behind Watson, and he looked like a crisp route runner. Was catching everything thrown his way. There was a really rainy practice that second day at the Senior Bowl. Still was able to make a couple of plays, and then he wasn't able to finish. He didn't play in the game. Um, I don't know exactly what. It must have been some kind of injury or, or something that happened at that time. But I liked what I saw up close from him, and then obviously when you see what he did at Cincinnati, the guy that, hey, if the Bears go into round three, He's on your big board. They haven't selected a wide receiver. I think that, again, what Adam was saying, great value for what you can get out of him and what he can project to be in the NFL. All right, next guy. All right, my guy's coming up, and we actually talked about him on yesterday's podcast, Perion Winfrey out of Oklahoma, the defensive lineman, 6'4", 292 pounds, and if, you know, for a bigger guy, still ran a 4.8940 yard dash. And he, on that rainy second day at the Senior Bowl, he was a standout. You guys don't see this, but Adam's leaving the show right now. Um, but he, he was a man. <laughs> you don't have to call him out. We're on a full screen. No one needs to know this. <laughs> I just did, though. <laughs> but he was a Senior Bowl MVP, and on that second day where it was raining. Now we got to call Nick, quite <laughs> frankly. I mean... <laughs> That that was a veteran move by me to wait for the. Yeah. I forgot my water yeah. earlier. I, didn't I even left have a it water. over off the screen by the couches, so I waited for the full screen to walk <laughs> over, so nobody would know that I we went. We call to go people do it. out on this show all the and time, you, Adam. and you just sold me out to everybody. I had to. That's what we do here, Nick. You, that's, you that's played yourself, how, Nick. Yeah, that's in in the media <laughs> industry when you're doing. This is just something you got to learn that, like, when you go to a full screen. You could quietly walk off set, and no one will know the difference. I could have run to the to my car, and yeah. no one would have known. I yeah. parked. Way I mean, that would have been a long. I would have had the full screen up for a long time. Far to yeah. do that. Yeah, way too far. Come on, Nick. Let's continue with Perry. Let's on continue here, <laughs> Perry on Winfrey. But Tommy Harris actually talked about him in yesterday's podcast, which if you haven't seen, definitely go check it out. Absolutely. But the thing that stands out the most about Perry on Winfrey is his get off off the line of scrimmage. He has this this knack for just timing the snap. But it's actually also the one thing that he needs to work on because he does take those chances. But when it works out, there are some big plays that Perrion Winfrey can create. There's a couple of plays where he's just getting in the backfield, causing fumbles, delivering those big hits. And what I liked about him and how he could project with the Bears, he finishes plays. That hits philosophy that Matt Eberflus is going to implement for the Bears. He already does that at Oklahoma. If there's a play on the opposite side of the field – there's a lot of instances where you see Perrion Winfrey just chasing down that ball carrier. So I really like that about him. 
He also needs to work on maybe work uh, just taking on some of those double teams. But was looking at Dan Brugler from the Athletic, the Beast, where he's kind of projected that second round. I know if the Bears draft a defensive lineman when they have all these holes on offense, the offensive line, the wide receiver, and you see a guy like Perry on Winfrey. Well, the three tech is really important in this defense, and if you can get somebody that can be that guy moving forward, I still still think it would be a pretty good pick for the Bears. I mean, I like the thigh pad. For people that are watching on YouTube, you see it, but like that's a beautiful oh, yeah. thigh pad. Yep. So what, what is, is that? that? I think is that the scream, scream, the scream ghost yeah. uh, oh. mask? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't that's even awesome. notice that. Oh, yeah. oh, OU's got that Jordan swag. You know, they, they exactly. do whatever they want down there. Yep. Will, what do you think about Winfrey? Yeah, I. I mm. I like what he brings in terms of the explosiveness. That was I a no. Wonder, we went. This was the same, same reaction we had to your basketball career last yeah, week. You're right. That was a straight up no. Check him off the board. Red flags out of here. Uh, I don't know if I would have spent a second round pick on him just with the other needs. I had to also, you know, give Nick one of those no's as well. I owed him <laughs> one. Uh, so I did, did the exact same thing. I don't know. I, I don't think the need matches up right now uh, with what the Bears have been able to kind of accomplish and what they have uh, on the team. Uh, and again, I like his burst and his athleticism. I just don't know, don't know if he's strong enough to be the dominant three tech here at the next level that Matt Eberflus wants in this defense, uh, just due to some of you know that build overall. That's my first take on it, but we'll see how my mind changes if it does. But I doubt it will. You know, I just think what, regardless of, of how I feel about Winfrey, I do think that you hit on something there, Nick, that, you know, the Bears kind of tipped our hand a little bit, I think, with how aggressive they were with Larry Ogunjobi. Mm-hmm. You know, here's here's a team that's, like, basically doing nothing in free agency, and but that was the big move that they yep. went for, right, the three-tech, and then it didn't work out. So, you know, if I'm another NFL team that's trying to – predict what the Bears might do because that's the one advantage Ryan Poles has in his first draft is like you know there, there's not a lot of uh, you know I, I call it tape I mean it's not mm-hmm. tape but that's the same type of thing like you scout these GMs you try to get to yeah. what their tendencies are and right now the rest of the league is sort of guessing but I would imagine that since they struck out on their original three tech plan if you're another team you're thinking yeah, one of those two second-round picks could definitely uh, be a defensive lineman that fits what uh, Matt Eberflus wants to do at that position. Yeah, it's again, it's a, a position that Helen Williams would talk about the importance of. Obviously, Eberflus has. And if they see somebody in the draft, maybe it's not even a Perry on Winfrey, but another defensive lineman that can be that guy. Yes, they have Justin Jones on the two-year deal, but it's still something that they wanted to prioritize first. And yet, it didn't work out with Larry Young, Joby. All right, Will, your prospect today is? Ooh, I'm going to go with Nicholas, not Moriano, uh, Petit Thrayer, uh, the offensive tackle from Ohio State. Uh, this one is Nick. Uh, the reason why I chose him is not because I'm a big fan of Petit Thrayer, like, hey, the Bears should go get him. Uh, but when we were doing our mock drafts a couple of weeks ago when I was up in the city, he was one that I did all the homework on and then ended up changing the pick. So I had some notes uh-huh. here, and I figured, well, why not leverage and share with our audience. So uh, what I like about him, uh, that he's just very smooth uh, when you watch him. He's really good in space, high energy, strong motor. Uh, you see him running downfield, looking for more guys to block and some of those longer extended plays. Uh, like Tevin Jenkins, I stumbled across a clip where he's running a guy into the ground, out of bounds, to the whistle. Uh, he has really good length, size, a good 
blend of that really strong run blocker uh, can use that power to drive defenders back uh, and then with that long length of those arms that he has he's able to kind of extend and kind of steer those defenders you know where they want him to go now some of the cons uh just like pierce uh we had some questions about uh play strength overall footwork this is the guy who went from right tackle in 2020 when he was protecting justin fields over to left tackle in 2021 uh, he was very productive on both sides but just due to the inconsistency of kind of staying at one position uh, he's a little clunky uh, with his footwork and just with some good coaching uh, that can be cleaned up he's just a little bit raw uh, in that uh, regard like I said, needs to add that play strength uh, and just kind of gain some more experience at one position across the board. I think that plus coaching will iron out some of those footwork, some of those reaction concerns. And how I look at it is if he's available in the third round and the Bears have not addressed the offensive line, he's someone that, you know, he's worked with Justin. He knows him very well. Uh, he fits that Bears zone scheme just through the athletic profile that he has there as well. He's someone that can start at left tackle right away uh, if that's how the Bears see him and project him and then just give him some seizing for a year or two, and he can be one of the better tackles uh, in the NFL. He has all that potential, but do they have the staff and the pieces in place to kind of coach him up and tap into it? Uh, I think he would be someone that uh, the Bears would be happy uh, to have on this team. He's there in the third. I just wouldn't take him in the second, like I did in my mock draft a couple of weeks ago that I talked myself out of. You see Questions? the scoreboard right there. Uh, it's, it's very clear. Adam won, Ooh. Nick zero, Will won. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. But, uh, again, maybe just some other comments on, on Nicholas there. I was able to listen to him. I, were you there, Will, for, for his uh, press conference at the the scouting combine? I don't, I don't know if you were or not. But I think we split up at that point. We split up. Split up. But, he, man, he, like, someone asked him about the importance of his mother and just his overall growth as not even a, just a football player but as just a person. And he could not say enough great things about his mom and what she's meant to him throughout his life, but he just has a good head on his shoulders. Like, if he gets in an NFL team, he knows that he's not going to take it for granted. That was one of his takeaways um, also from from just the combine experience. But, again, it fills a position of need, familiarity, Justin Fields. It, it would be a nice pairing there, Will, to have somebody like that on the football team that, again, it, the Bears just need offensive line. We've talked about it multiple times on this podcast, so he, he would definitely be a good addition to the Bears. It's like this, like they haven't addressed a position yet in free agency outside of Tevin Jenkins. I can't recall any other, you know, big end resources they've put in this position over the past five, seven years. Like eventually you just have to start doing it. So like, if you're going to use yeah. like a day two pick on a guy like this, who has all the upside and you just believe that you can get them in to your, you know, your state of the art facility, uh, as everyone knows that how assault is, that's getting a lot of, you know, I guess touting right now on social media from some of the new guys, like you bring them in, you get them stronger, you coach them up. And then again, you have someone that can be a long-term answer at a very important position. Look, I, I, I think the reality is there's so many needs for this team that there's a very good chance fans are both, they're going to be ha unhappy and happy after the second round. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. The, you know, the, I feel like with one of those two picks, they're going to pick an offensive lineman or a wide receiver. But I I would not be completely shocked if we're talking about a corner and mm -hmm. a three technique. Like, and those are the two picks. And I guess that, that would be the scenario where fans are probably like, what are they doing? But that gets us where I'm glad we're talking about some guys who could still be around early in the third round. Like, let's not forget the Bears picking early enough in each of these rounds 
where that helps. That uh, mm-hmm. every year we talk about like tanking for draft picks, we're always like in the mindset of oh they oh they don't even have a first round pick, so it doesn't matter. Well, it does matter because you know you want it's better to be picking earlier in all of those rounds, and so you can get a guy on date early on day two. A lot of times you can get plug and play starters there because a lot of times teams in the first round, I don't want to say reach, but we'll, we'll look for those guys with like the huge ceilings that still need refinement and aren't ready to go right away. And a lot of times in that early second round, you can get guys who are just good players. Like, you know, you can put Mm -hmm. them in there week one and they're going to play, um, close to a starter and there and maybe they'll never like Cody Whitehair is probably a perfect example sure, like yeah. a guy who's never become a superstar offensive lineman in the league but has been just starting and playing pretty solid football for the Bears for a long time now took a little bit of a step back last year by his own admission um, but he's overall been a very good pro for the Bears yeah no completely agree I think I saw Nunu Johnson say like hey they need another corner like I in my in the mock draft that Will and I did now a couple weeks ago, that's I had him taking Kyler Gordon. So it wouldn't be too surprising to see that position selected there. I always think of second-round draft picks as guys that will become eventual starters. And for a lot of times for the Bears in that second round, there, there have been guys that have been kind of plug-and-play, like James Daniels was a guy that was implemented into the offense. Anthony Miller never panned out, but that's another second-round draft pick there. Even in the third round, like David Montgomery was a guy that – the Bears moved up to go get, and we see how he's doing for, for the Bears right now. But, yes, the the second round, if it comes away with two defensive players, I know that chat on that show is going to be crazy. It's but already crazy right <laughs> now. I triggered everybody just yeah. by, like, saying it. I'm telling you. I, I, I It's don't, a possibility. It's a possibility. They have, they have a lot of needs. So enough that they could truly stick with whoever the best player is on their board mm-hmm. and – Depending on how it falls, it could be defense, defense. I, I'm just a little upset with you guys. None of you guys did a nice French accent for Nicolas Petit Frere. <laughs> That's you know, you I mean, come yeah. on. Well, we, I'm I'm anti that pick because there's already too many Nicholases in this conversation. Well, yeah, I mean, Moro, <laughs> Moro, Moriano, Marino, Marino. Yeah. But no, did you know what Petit Frere means in French? Anyone? Anyone? Mm, no. Anyone French fries. Small, should, small fry. He should have went. To Michigan State because it's little brother. Oh. oh. <laughs> you mean you should have gone to Michigan. Well, yeah, it depends on which era. Yeah, take that, Harbaugh. Okay, I'll stop talking about French now. <laughs> All right, if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us to continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free... CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book, easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. This is a good day to talk about the things we have at CHGO because I'm just looking at our show schedule today, kicking it off with our Bears show, obviously, here. Uh, we got bets coming up, 
Bulls are going to the playoffs. I don't know how long they're going to be in the playoffs, but we still have you covered this week. I got a good guest today, so you should watch that. We got a new. Uh, they got they have a good guest on uh, Bulls oh, today. Yeah. I, I'm not going to. I thought it. you said they have a new desk. No, that'd be and cool. I, was like, a new desk. I don't know oh. if that's moving the needle for me. No. <laughs> the new desk, no. but a no guest. Desk. I'm a excited guest. about that. Yeah. Is it Michael Jordan? It is not. Okay. Oh wait. Oh, there's Matt. Oh, yeah. Matt's here. He said Matt Peck is here, and he said Michael Jordan's on the show today. So there you go. It's official. So <laughs> there you go. We are. That's how. <laughs> I didn't know that Matt Peck came out before dark. He's. I was yeah, gonna I've, say I've, we've never seen to see him. Here at <laughs> He's noon. like a vampire. He just <laughs> you see him on on CHGO. That's where you check him out. Uh, but the White Sox home openers today. Mm. So we got you set with pregame and postgame today. There's so many good things here. I'll be watching those ones as I uh, get excited about. What would probably be another devastating loss like last week. I told myself I was not going to react to opening day, and then I'm an emotional wreck over it. Uh, that one hurt the, to watch, though. The like, way they lost it. But they yeah. came back just fine the next mm-hmm. two days. They won the series. That's all you, that's all you got to do. But um, beyond that, make sure you're going to allchgo.com, getting that membership, uh, get those premium, uh, the premium written content we have for you. I have a mailbag that went up yesterday. Those questions came from the Discord, the CHGO Lounge. So, another good place to be. We did a chat, live chat last week. Uh, I know Will and Nick will be doing some of that coming up too. So, you definitely want to get those memberships. And when you do that, you get the drip. You get the drip. Which is now being worn. And represent Cody's here. He's got, I saw some drip on as well oh, today. Yeah. Look at so that. So it's starting to trickle in. Although, look, can we talk about, he also is wearing shorts. Or what do we, how do we feel about shorts? When well, we're Olin and I were having this conversation because of sure. our set on, uh, I don't know if, you know, I don't know if the shorts are going to be a good play here. Yeah. But I do have kind of a rule that I basically don't wear long pants the second it gets nice out here in Chicago until. It's pretty nice today. So. We're going to have to make some tough decisions here. I'm wearing shorts. You can just have a pair of work pants and keep them there, Adam. Yeah, that's true. Just just hang them up on the coat rack, and then you walk in, you throw them on. See, look at Will. The Mr. Rogers with pants. What? Exactly. (laughs) walk in, untie the shoes, switch the pants. I like it. Perfect. I like it. Mr. Rogers. I am definitely. That's good. Uh, Who are you guys voting for in the uh, big battle between uh, my Podcast partner Adam Johns and Johns. myself. Oh, I think there's like an hour left in this thing. Yeah. Um. Uh, do you know what what the uh, totals is right now, Adam? Because I, I have not voted. It. I have not voted yet. Um. Do you know what it is? No, because I haven't voted. I I, right. I kind of ref- let's see. Uh, it's that hard of a decision for you. Huh? <laughs> I just wanted to just want to see let's where see the numbers I, are let's, at. Let's see if I just want to see. Yeah. Numbers. For people who don't know, there's a kind of like a March Madness brackets down to the final two. Very own Adam Hogue and Adam Johns, both one seeds going at it. Just curious, who'd you guys vote for? You know, last year I lost to Chris Emma in the championship. Did you? Um, not to sound like Donald Trump, but, you know, it turns out it was rigged. It was rigged. There How? were some members of the Emma family that oh. uh, apparently were stuffing the ballot box. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I did not know so, that because I remember Chris I'm Emma just, winning. But. I'm just saying, I don't, you know, J- Adam Johns has a big family. And uh, <laughs> I'm just a little worried. No, it's a. It looks like it's a 54 to 46 percent with an hour and 28 minutes left. Who's up? Me. Ooh, wow. Um, I'll just stay out of this one. Wow, I'll stay out of this one, you guys. You are pretty loyal to Johnsy, I have to say. <laughs> I just. Devin said he voted for Marino. I like it. Yeah. 
Except Moriano. <laughs> <laughs> Will's, Will has no opinion on this whatsoever. Uh, you know, one day I just want to be invited to the dance. Were you not in there? I'm never in there. It's because I built the brand and I never focus on Will DeWitt. So now we have to focus on Will. Well, see, and now yeah. you're starting to build that up. So maybe I'll be, yeah. maybe you'll be in it. Maybe I'll be above a 10 seed. Like, I thought that was. You know. should be in there. You should be in there. And, and there were some fair points brought up about how there are, there are me- members, very esteemed women reporters who do a great job covering the Bears who are actually in that media room on a daily basis who are not included in the bracket. And that was a very fair point that was mm-hmm. brought up. I think Laura Majera brought that up. And okay. that was very fair on her part. Um, so, yeah. But, uh, all right. It's always a fun thing. I, I don't know why, like, whenever I see it every year, I'm like, okay, how's, how's this all going to shape up? Yeah, then... yeah, yeah. I just, <laughs> I just look at it and go, uh, maybe next year. You know, if Adam follows me back on Twitter, that may be enough. Oh. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Take Yikes. I got Olin last week. I, I got the, him uh, with a joke and a gif, so he finally got me a follow back. <laughs> See, the problem is I don't spell – when I search for Will, I don't spell it with ones. So, mm. um, But you know better when it comes to me. Done. Done. We, at nice. Will DeWitt, the L's are ones. We've figured this I'll, out. I'll, I'll screenshot um, it. And I'll, I'll frame it, and I'll put it on my desk. Yeah. And now we know where Nick's uh, allegiance is lying. I like this question from Tony Daly in the chat. Not to move on from voting for you in some poll that means nothing, but uh, oh wow, Tony, Tony says, "How would you guys feel about going O line with the first two picks unlikely to happen and trying to solidify the line and then build out that way?" Mm. Is I mean, are we saying that that hopefully that third pick then round three, it's like an Alec Pierce or something like that? But then you'd have if you're addressing maybe tackle and right guard. One of the tackle positions, whatever the Bears, you know. I don't mean to cop out to all these questions, but like, y- y- yes. Like, my, <laughs> y- y- tell me wide receivers, two wide receivers. Yes. Double dip. Give me, give me a corner and a three technique. Yes. They need all of these, you know. Um, so I don't have a Tony. I'd like it. They, they need more offensive linemen. Um, the, the, you know, the one problem with like, if you're going to tell me they're going to draft two tackles. They're still playing with fire a little bit with youth at the tackle position. Mm-hmm, true, yeah. And, and 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 somewhat of an unknown situation. Even if you have two second-year tackles and two rookie tackles all competing, you're still going into week <laughs> one in that scenario with two young tackles with a young quarterback, which is still concerning even if they end up working out. No, it's a really good point, and that's why, like I've been saying, that I would like to see the Bears bring in some veterans on the offensive side, whether it's at the tackle position or even at wide receiver. It's good to have those type of guys in there. Uh, Will, do you have any thoughts on whether or not, hey, let's go offensive linemen, stack it up at the first, you know, round two and go from there? I wouldn't mind if one, uh, two may be tough. Just like receiver, there's good talent in the third round. Like yeah. I don't think we should just miss out completely uh, compared to one unit over the other in that second round. And honestly, is Eric Fisher still like a- available? Like, because if he is, there's still an, a left tackle, a veteran that they can bring in really t- relatively cheap deal. No zebra flukes can fit in the scheme and kind of hold down, you know, the fort there for a little bit and coach some guys up. So I would say no to the two offensive linemen right out of the bat. But again, like if that's what they thought was best player available too, and that's what they actually went for, like, I can't complain too much. Like I may be a little upset because there's a receiver or two I like or a corner I may like, 
But outside of that, like, I guess I'd get it. I'd still take Jason Peters back. Like, if the Bears are at, like, nowhere nowhere land and he's on his so, fishing boat, like, hey, come on, Jason Peters. He, well, it's a good point. Decent. And there's a question in here from Chris. Is any chance to become more aggressive with free agents after the draft? There is another wave of free agency after the mm-hmm. draft. There are players who get cut after the draft, like Charles Leno did last year. So, yeah. um, I don't – and the, the, the downside of that is – other teams are waiting for that too, so exactly. you might have to be a little aggressive. You're not going to pay like what you would have paid in March, but you might have to pay a little bit more after the draft than you would right now because there is that extra wave. Other teams are sort of stalling here at this point um, to see who else is available. But th- the point being, there are going to be other players, and you mentioned Fisher. There's other options out there, that, and I think that's kind of what Poles is waiting for right now. So, yep. Did we have a super chat in there? I think we did. If Fields ends up having Philip Rivers' career stats when he retires, um, plus more rushing yards, obviously, would you consider the draft pick to have been good? Yes. Philip yep. Rivers has an outstanding, an outstanding career, um, without a doubt. If he if he plays that long, you know, Philip Rivers. 17 seasons. 17. And look. And 17 children as well. I was going to say. <laughs> 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 One kid for every season. His, I, his yeah. wife was like, please retire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, he's like coaching high school football in Alabama right now, which is kind of cool. Yeah. 421 yes. touchdowns, 209 interceptions, but longevity at the position. I, I'd be I'd be okay with that. With uh, Obviously, like you said, have the rushing stats in there as well because he's way more uh, – just a better athlete than a Phillip Rivers, but – for a, a city that's never had sustained success at the quarterback position, I think you'd be happy with that. Yeah. Um, one last topic we wanted to bring, bring up before we get out of here is um, this idea. So there was some news yesterday with the XFL, which is coming back next year. The USFL is starting mm-hmm. this weekend, I believe. Um, so we're getting so. some spring football. and But the XFL signed a deal with the NFL's uh, alumni, alumni, which is based out of Canton and kind of has this pool of players, I guess, that they sort of help develop to, mm-hmm. you know, just help get guys in, into the league or help teams when they're short on players or whatever. Um, and it's just once again kind of brought, brought up this conversation that, that I believe would be great for a number of different reasons, which is the idea of using these spring leagues as developmental leagues for – the NFL. Now there's all it's complicated, but to me the idea of if you could assign like five of those players that you signed to reserve future contracts right at the end of the season, mm-hmm. like assign a handful of those players to a spring league to develop, it just to me makes too much sense. And they're gonna bring up the the, the players association might bring up or the league might bring up the idea of player safety and the injuries, and um, and it certainly would be a risk having those guys playing in a league where they could tear their ACL and then miss the NFL season coming up. But like to me, it's like the players that you would be sending to that. First of all, you'd have s- plenty of notice if they got hurt in the spring. Mm-hmm. You know, also you're probably not relying on those guys immediately. Exactly. You're trying to develop them, and. 
a lot of those players, when you talk about player safety and playing potentially playing too many games, they don't play during the NFL season. <laughs> exactly. Yep. You know a guy that would have benefited some like a Rodney Adams, someone that was sure. like making plays in the preseason and you know even in training camp, like get him into a league like that. Maybe who knows? Who knows? But that was like somebody who identified like this is what the league would be for those fringe guys. I think I forgot where he signed with, but. Yeah, like a Rodney Adams would love something like this. I brought this up before that you could, like, one of the teams could just, you could have, like, a team for every division. Okay, yeah. Right? So, like, like the NFC North could team, like, could be made up of the players from from the four teams, four teams. in the NFC North. Like, you could group we, them like that. Do we want to be commiserating with Packers? I don't know. And yeah, they got Luke Getzi now. So. Or you could have them, <laughs> you know, or the A. I don't know. You, what, the point being, you could group the teams together. So, and maybe you do it in a way where they're not competitors or rivals like that. Or whatever makes the most sense. I don't know. But the point being, like, you could have all, like, the five Bears players that get sent there all on the same team. And, um, you know, I think Bears fans would watch that then. Oh, yeah. Like, like does anyone, how many people even watching this knew that the USFL was starting this weekend? Like, I knew it was coming, mm-hmm. but I wasn't necessarily aware it was Saturday, right? Whereas if you had something like this, you could have, you know, these fan bases really, I don't want to say totally invested. I'm not expecting it to be like the NFL, but I think it would be more successful that way. I don't know. It's just a Yeah, thought. I like it. I've been adamant on our podcast for years that some sort of development league would just be great for the game of football. <laughs> Look what the G League has done for the NBA. There yeah. are players that go there, develop, and end up being really good players at the next level. And I always just go through the thought exercise of how many players over the past five, 10 years just didn't have enough time to season and develop and could have been, you know, a decent player for a team, you know, three, four years down the road just because they needed the experience, some time to kind of grow into their bodies a bit because the NFL moves fast, right? Like if you don't contribute right away and if you're not going to you know, help my team today, teams tend to move on from players like that pretty quickly. So if there was like a pool where you know they're getting coaching, they're developing, they're getting that experience, A, you'll be able to develop guys, and B, I think we all would agree, like you'll find some diamonds in a rough. Like guys that went, you know, underappreciated, on notice, ball out, and the team will see it, sign to the active contract, and see what they could do on Sunday. I like it. I mean, you could even have like uh, some minor trades that come out of it. Like, because mm-hmm. teams yeah. will be scouting these players and they'll say, you know, and, and then if it gets played right before the draft, maybe that's a, how draft picks get traded. You know, you might trade this guy for a draft pick. Good comment we just had, uh, we have up from Rocky there. Oh, Lyman would really benefit because of how um, fit tr- less physical training camps have become. True. Like, yeah. it's hard for a young offensive lineman to get true seasoning until they can actually play pre-season in those pre. Yeah. It wasn't a Lechavia Simmons who played like almost every preseason snap last year. Yep. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's what was beneficial. Like you have to take advantage of those reps and there's just not enough of them now with only pr- three preseason exactly. games. I totally agree with that idea that offensive linemen could, could really benefit from it. How about the, uh, the first down technology? Did, yeah. did you see that highlight from over the past weekend where, they're using it's basically like Hawkeye or whatever it is that yes. the, the tennis does. 
As, it, a, as opposed to like sixty-five-year-old men with a chain and <laughs> stick. It's so it's so long overdue. Oh, I yeah. mean, having done sidelines for Northwestern for so many years, like the way they spot the football is a like, joke. They're nope. like, eh, how about right here? Sure. Okay, now let's take uh, let's take these chains and that definitely don't end up in the exact same spot as you walk them out thirty yards to the middle of the field, and then uh, oh, it's a we need a. Uh, what was the uh, the the note card that oh, yeah. Gene Steratore <laughs> brought out right that one time? Just like, come on! Yeah. All this technology in the NFL, like that, like a league like this, you try out some of those things because we need to get up to date with with the times now. All right, great yeah, show today, guys. Ahead. Appreciate the uh, interaction. Uh, fun to have some more draft talk in there, and uh, appreciate everybody for all the interaction today. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at. CHGO underscore sports. I think we just got over 15,000 followers, right? So appreciate support. Let's get to that next 15. Let's get up to 30. How about we do that? Um, I figure most people watching here live are already following at CHGO underscore sports. But if you're not, you should be. And you go follow Will, too, at (laughs) Will. Will already got one new follower today. That's right. And... uh, Let's get let's get him a lot more. So there he is at Will DeWitt with the L's being ones at Nicholas Moriano. I'm at Adam Hope. Appreciate everybody. We will be back tomorrow with another big show. More draft prospects for you as well tomorrow at 11 a.m. We'll talk to you then.